Welcome to an all-new episode of Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. On today's episode, I will try to make friends with singer, songwriter, and musician Chris Allen faster than 86,400 seconds in a day go by. I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Welcome, Chris, to the Fast Friends Podcast. Hey, Logan. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's great to have you here. Thanks for asking me to. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love catching up with people and seeing what they've been up to. What? Um, how's your week going so far? Oh, it's week. Friday. How's the week going? Uh, it's going pretty well. We're in the second week of like sending our kids to school, which is nice. We've got two out nice. of three in elementary school, so uh, that's nice. I feel like we've gotten more work done in the past week, so that's <laughs> that's been my week. No, that's a that's probably a huge relief. My wife is a kindergarten teacher. Oh, um, nice. So kids don't go back here actually until after Labor Day, but she's been in the classroom, of course, for four to six weeks <laughs> already. Very cool. Uh, just getting everything ready. So uh, I had McDonald's breakfast for. Uh, for this morning, so um, I'm having a great day, honestly. The one thing I will say about McDonald's breakfast, though, is that I feel like the rest of the day is kind of downhill from there. You know? You think so? You think it goes downhill? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, you know, it's it's just such a great way to start the day, and then it's like, oh, now I have to go deal with all this other stuff. Do you feel like you have to, like, change your culinary choices throughout the rest of the day because of McDonald's breakfast? No, not necessarily. I think it's just more like... I don't know. It'd be great if it could be like the last thing on your like the Friday night, the way to close the day, because it gives you something to look forward to. That's well, true. And I'm also like you're probably I'm a little I'm a little older than you. But like I I remember when McDonald's didn't serve breakfast all day long. So it was like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You had to like, you know, really, really make an effort on a Saturday or Sunday morning to get up and go get it if you had been out late the night before. <laughs> And kids now will never know the struggle. So I don't know. What is what's your uh, are you a McDonald's breakfast person? I am, but I only order one thing. I only order the ink, like the McMuffin. That's it. Like the regular McDonald's McMuffin, like just with the ham, the like weird, very circular egg, the Mm -hmm. weird cheese and the English muffin. It's it's one of the it's like a perfect breakfast sandwich to me. It is, yeah. It's uh, they've they've really nailed breakfast, honestly, at McDonald's. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, dude, I'm I'm honestly so excited to have you here. Like I said, to give you an overview of the premise of how the podcast works, what we'll do is we'll just go through some stuff like that I've found about you. Uh, talk through like your life. I know there's so much stuff out there. Um, and then in round two, uh, there it's a round called five for five. And so I have five questions for you. You get to ask me five questions so we can like ping pong back and forth. Did Lindsay like, talk, give you a heads up on that? She did like Arby's five for five. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Wait, have you listened before? No. Cause I usually what? have to explain to people where it came from. Dude. Yeah. Is that, is that, was that the like inspiration behind five for five? I, a thousand percent. Yeah. Mic drop. We are yeah. best friends. Yeah. We're done. yeah, this is great. Uh, and then the third round, we'll use one of these fortune tellers to pick an activity that will kind of close out. <laughs> and then, uh, is that yeah, like the little, you know. the little, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll do the, the little, little thing. paper thing that you did in high school. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Or junior high. Uh, or whatever. I've, I've gotten really good at making them again. So that's what I've been doing during quarantine is perfecting my fortune teller folding skills. So we all have art, Chris. That's so (laughs) good. You're not the only artist. I can't make that. So. Oh my God. I can teach you. you. It's, it's great. So the first thing that I wanted to chat on is you're originally from Arkansas. Is it a town called Conway? If I if my research is correct. So, uh, I'm actually from a city called Jackson, Jacksonville, (laughs) and which is like a suburb somewhat of Little Rock. And then I went to college in Conway and then okay. lived there for like 10 years or so. Okay, I have a question about Conway because I've never been there. Okay, but please. In, in my research, I found that TripAdvisor users have ranked Cracker Barrel as the sixth best restaurant in Conway. Do you agree with that ranking? <laughs> 
if I'm pretty sure that Cracker Barrel should be number one in any in any city that it's in. Um, we really are best friends. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants, and it's a it's like a there's three colleges in Conway, so it's kind of like a college town, and there's quite a bit of restaurants there and like really good stuff. So, um, but Cracker Barrel is easily the best restaurant so you know about cracker Barrel. you're are you are you from the south or uh, i'm originally from around cincinnati ohio and i now live outside of chicago illinois i um yeah my blood type is at least 50 percent cracker barrel <laughs> for sure yeah i literally so yeah we definitely are best friends if we love, both love arby's um and cracker barrel so i was uh, trying to hire a new drummer and he in my like interview with him slash just having coffee, he, uh, had mentioned that he didn't like Cracker Barrel and I immediately was like, I'm not hiring this guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Red flag. Well, cause like a drummer, you're going to spend some time on the road with, right? Like, yeah, we have to have like culinary things to, uh, you know, bond over and we're going, we're on the road. Like we're going to stop at Cracker Barrel because I like it. And so the the next interview that I had with another drummer, I had at a Cracker Barrel, and the whole time I was just like feeling him out. I was like, yeah. "Dude, do you? So you like this place?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, yeah, because that's a great strategy. Quite honestly, I think maybe I need to conduct all of these podcasts in a Cracker Barrel because you can in like see barrel. how they're reacting to the menu, right? Like you know if they're like fronting. Cause like, I don't like when people, I don't know, people think they're too good for Cracker Barrel or a lot of people will be like, Oh, oh the food's beige. And I'm like, who cares? Like, who cares what it looks like? <laughs> the best so food good. is beige. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that you at least had a Cracker Barrel in Conway. Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> I remember, and I actually do remember this from watching, uh, watching the first time there was like a little video package that talked about you wanting to be a taxi driver as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about that? I, I wish I could tell you more. It was like when I was a child, I think I really wanted to travel. I wasn't very okay. smart apparently, but I wanted to travel. And so I thought like taxi drivers will tr- travel. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what taxi drivers really were because we didn't have them in okay. Arkansas. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. Like they, they were very foreign to me. And so I just imagined that they would see a lot of places but now yeah. that I think about it and in my travels now, going to New York <laughs> City, like those people don't travel very far. Like they literally no. are just around the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm glad not that there's anything wrong with being a taxi driver, but for all of our no. sake, I'm glad that you uh, changed your career trajectory a, t- a touch. Um, let's talk about music. So music was I th- if I'm again, I'm basing this all on my research. So tell me if I'm wrong on any of this, but it was a big part of your life from a pretty young age, right? It was, I, I started, um, I mean, I started like singing in, in churches and stuff like that early, not churches, church and yeah. like pretty <laughs> early, but, um, and then I was at an elementary school in Little Rock that had an orchestra program. So I was like, I started playing viola at like the fourth grade. That's very refined for a fourth grader. It was. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know. I mean, we were playing, um, gosh, what songs we were playing? Playing just like Snake Charmer and stuff like that. But <laughs> it was, but it. I, I never stopped. I played all the way through high school and even a little bit after that. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of like my school experience, like by fifth grade, I was barely touching a recorder, you know, the plastic recorders where I was oh, playing yeah, yeah. like hot cross buns um i did play saxophone though in band like hey. the actual band so yeah i not to brag i was like the first uh chair in our high school nice. so really you were short, so you... a short period of time <laughs> was there like somebody else in front of you always that you were trying to beat no no not really um okay. i didn't i wasn't so I mean, our band was, like, relatively good, right? Like, we did fun stuff. Like, we did, like, cool parades and stuff like that. But I wasn't – It we people weren't serious about it. it. It wasn't, like, a serious thing for most people. Oh, okay. 
Gotcha, gotcha. I think a lot of people signed up because we got to go to Disney World like uh, once in high school and do like a Disney parade. Yeah. Wh- what? There's not a Disney World close to you. So that was a. Oh, no, a it was very... a trip. That, yeah. That's, that's why amazing. I think people signed up, though, because I think they were like, oh, if I do band like our, you know, it was like they did it every three years. So it was like. I'm going to get to do that in high school and take a trip to Florida and march at like the magic kingdom and stuff like that. I never got to do that. The only like field trip, we took a lot of field trips to play shows, but it was like at the airport in little oh. rock. Okay. Well, that's, while people that are getting fun. their bags or something. <laughs> um, I also read that your great uncle was a guitarist who backed up Carl Perkins and Dolly and played at the grand Ole Opry. Is this true? Wow. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I barely, I barely knew him. Um, but, uh, but I definitely like ran across him a couple of times at family reunion unions and things like that. But I didn't even know that at the time. Um, but I, but that like music is definitely like ingrained in especially my dad's family. Like my dad is a musician. My dad plays and sings and he's in like a little local band, right? little he's in a local band right now like playing at bars and stuff um on the side so music is i can when we would do family reunions we would uh like everybody would get up and sing and play it was it was actually really cool really fun so you never got to meet dolly though through him no i i think it was way before i was born (laughs) i mean she's still around she she is i need to i I, he is not but uh I would um, I would love to meet her and ask her if she like remembers him or has any stories about him or anything like that. That'd be super cool. I mean, well, we live in the though, same yeah. city, I think. Yeah, she, yeah, you're in Nashville right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Well, I hope that that happens for you because she is like yeah. a national treasure. Quite honestly, oh, she's the best. She is. Um, I also read that you were a teenager when you taught yourself to start playing guitar. Mm-hmm. What made so obviously you played viola before? What made you like decide that you wanted to try guitar and like how hard yeah. was it to teach yourself? And for people listening who are young, <laughs> uh, this was before we had like YouTube and TikTok to teach us all these great things, right? So, like, yeah. you were learning yourself, like, how, how, how was that? I so I was an I'm still probably this way. A little, maybe a little less, but I was an introverted little kid. And I, at 13, I remember that it was the summer that I turned 13. Uh, my parents worked. My, I had a younger brother. He's 12 at the time. And he was just like, I want to go and ride my bike all over the, the you know neighborhood and to other neighborhoods and go to pools and stuff like that. And I just wanted to sit at home and play video games and eat little Debbie's and... Um, you know, and my dad had a guitar in the house and I like secretly learned throughout that summer just how to play. And my dad had some like chord books around and I didn't tell anybody. It was, it would all happen. I was by myself at the house and it would all happen during the day while everybody was gone. And I remember at the end of the summer, I asked my dad if I could show him something and, and he was like, what do you want to show me? You weirdo. <laughs> and, uh, and I showed him like a, me playing a song on guitar and he was like, when did you learn how to do this? Like, I have no idea like that you were, you know, that you had any idea how to play. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was hard. It was very hard. Playing guitar yeah. is very hard. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. I'm always jealous of, uh, people of, especially, I feel like as a kid and teenager, I was definitely jealous of guys that could play guitar because I feel like girls are like immediately attracted. It's like the equivalent of being an adult and having a dog. Like you get so much more attention from women <laughs> if you can play a guitar, I feel like. And, you know, I mean, the alto sax yeah. is gorgeous, but it wasn't like I was ripping out Baker Street at 17, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. I mean, I wasn't using it for that, at least not, sure. <laughs> uh, at least not like consciously. Um, yeah. I, I was so, you know, nervous in front of people. 
I didn't play in front of people until like maybe the end of high school, early college. Mm-hmm. So I, it was definitely something that I just did in my room. Yeah. Well, uh, I do have to circle back real quick to the Little Debbie's. What, what's your go-to Little Debbie snack? I feel like Great there's a question. lot riding on this. We're like two for two with the food, so there's a I lot know. on this. No pressure. I feel like we had so many different kinds, and I, I feel really nervous to answer this question. Um, I feel like my go-tos were the Cosmic Brownies. Yes. Um and I would eat them weirdly, though. Like I would almost, I would felt like I ate them very meticulously, where I would peel off the frosting with my teeth and pull it off into a sheet and okay. eat that by itself, and then uh, and then I would eat the rest of the brownie. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how serial killers eat things, but uh, <laughs> that's how I ate the cosmic brownie. I. I don't know. I don't know what my other favorites are, but that's a mate. I don't know. Cosmic brownies are no pun intended out of this world. Like they are amazing. They're, um, they're very good. I had one maybe a couple months ago again yeah. um, because I wanted to, my kids hadn't had a little Debbie yet and oh, wow. we bought some mm-hmm. and they loved them. And I was like, I got to try this again. And it held up and maybe even like exceeded expectations. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, I can imagine like their first taste of that. I think zebra cakes are overrated, personally. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Too much cake. Yeah. Too much cake. Exactly. Yep. That my second choice would have probably been a star crunch. I love a good star, star crunch. Star crunch. Star crunch is good. Yeah, it still holds we up. We had some weird ones too. Like my dad would buy like the banana loaves or like mm-hmm. the donut sticks. Yeah. My mom buys both of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to skip a l- ahead a little bit, I guess, maybe to high school. So I know that like high school, especially in like TV shows and things like that, there's always it's always represented through these like exaggerated caricatures. Like you have like the jock, the prep, the nerd, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks, like all that stuff. And I know right. it's not that cut and dry, but like where like what was your high school experience? Like, did you have did you fit any in any of those groups? Like, did you how big was your school? Who was your clique? Who did you hang around with in high school? Yeah. So we actually had a we talk about it all the time. We had a very interesting high school experience to where um, so Arkansas was doing or at least Little Rock was doing like a desegregation program where they had this school in Little Rock and they put these like AP classes and all these amazing teachers and all the like orchestra. And we had just a mate, like the academics were incredible. And then they would bust in a lot of white kids to this place. And so we just had a very, like very, very interesting from other places. So like my high school was probably 40 minutes away from where I lived. So it's just a very like interesting high school experience. And I loved it. There wasn't a ton of that like uh, separation, I would feel like, like the the jocks and and the, the nerds or whatever. Like everyone was kind of a nerd somewhat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I played an orchestra, which is super nerdy. And then I also played baseball. Like it just kind of was what it was. And I, I don't know exactly where I fit, you know. Is high school when you met your wife, now wife, Katie? So we've been, she said over here, uh, she, we have known of each other. <laughs> uh, we have known of each other since uh, since elementary school, since fourth okay. grade. But we started dating in high school. Did she make the first move or did you? Oh, she definitely made the first move. <laughs> Dude, it was the guitar. I don't think it was the guitar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, jumping ahead to college a little bit, I feel like college is usually, at least for me, like uh, as much as like, academically, I guess it was important. Sure. Like hmm. I finished. But like more, I think it's about like figuring out who you are, what you want to do, like coming into yeah. your own person, all that stuff. Was that the same for you? Like, do you feel it like will... that's when you re- your life like really started to take hold? I, I definitely feel like the freedom of college helped me form my own thoughts about what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And that was, I I figured out pretty quickly that I didn't have a real purpose in the academics of college, but I had a full academic scholarship and I immediately lost it because I never went to class. And I just, I didn't care about those things, but I, I knew that I loved music 
And so I spent most of my time like working on music and trying to get better and writing songs and eventually like making a a really lo-fi album like my junior year. Yeah, you can't find copies of that, by the way. I've tried. Good. Yeah, because I think it was like you just distributed it out to like people you knew, right, firsthand? I think there are copies places. It's probably on eBay. And I think and my parents are probably selling it secretly. <laughs> um, and maybe they're making money. Maybe they're losing money. I don't know. It's not great. It's not something that like I am proud of it because – I think everybody has to start from somewhere. And there are like moments of, there are glimmers of hope in it. But as a whole, the thing is just all over the place. So, but I, I had a blast making it and I'm I'm glad I had that experience of like making a first record. But I, I wasn't, I was not like a academic college person. I never finished. So yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously it wasn't something that was for me. One of the things I love that's happening now in the world is like, because I feel like when when I was in high school, again, I'm a little older than you, but like the push was like you go to college. That was it. Oh, or yeah. like or you're a loser, essentially. Right. Like guidance counselors <laughs> didn't say it in those words. But there was a huge push like go to college, go to college, go to college. Yeah, that's not the that's not the route for everyone. Right. Like yeah. college is great for people that want to do specific things and need very specific training from a college. Mm-hmm. But like. It's not. It's not the answer for everyone. I liked college for the social aspect. I made so many of like lifelong friends in college and people that like I love and adore and will always like keep in touch with and are like now our families are, you know, friends and our kids are friends. Like I'm so thankful for that. But the and I and I really enjoyed that experience, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, but I also don't know what I would have done if I didn't have college. I might not have like gone into music. I might, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have like started a, a job and I would be still doing that job. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's great that we're, that there's finally acknowledgement from a society standpoint to be like, nope, like that's not what you have to do. There are so many routes. So I do agree with that. Um, I have a question about you being like you mentioned earlier, being introverted, um, maybe a little shy. Like I, so I do stand up comedy, uh, and <sighs> me on stage is very different from like me at home with my wife or in a small group of friends. Do you have the same thing? Like when you're on stage, are you like, do you have like an alter ego somewhat? It's the only, I would tell you that like it's the only place that I usually feel like fully myself, and it's always been that way. I've never had stage fright as far as like playing a show in front of people i've never dealt with that like it's always just felt like like a home base like any stage is mine and i like being the usher of the night or day or whatever the heck it is or cafeteria uh, done that it's just always felt so right to me and i like i like it maybe it's the maybe um i like people looking at me i which feels very weird because I don't most of the time, but in that setting, it's, it feels great to me. And I, I, I like it a lot. It's awesome to, to be able to stand and do something and have people react or connect, right? Like in front of, it's, it's yes. like an, uh, if people have never done it, it's like an undescribable, indescribable. I don't know. It's, I can't describe the feeling. <laughs> the idea <laughs> of being a stand up comic sounds terrifying to me though. Oh, it's so I would, absolutely I would never terrifying. That. Yeah, it's terrible, honestly. But at the same time, like it's also like very exciting. For me, I mm-hmm. don't like being I don't I'm I would rather write comedy for somebody else to perform, but that's just not how it works. So, yeah. I have to write material and then go do it myself and it, it, the worst <laughs> is like completely bombing, right? So, you know, but it happens. It's part of the game. So, obviously, we do have to talk about American Idol a little bit. Um, I have a couple of questions specific and then there were actually I had listeners that wrote in with a couple of questions. Okay. Um so my first question is, I can't remember this. I've read that there are conflicting reports on what exactly made you actually audition. Like, what was it that drove you to say, like, yeah, I'm going to actually go do this? Um, this is going to sound, I don't know how this sounds, but like, I was very bored at the moment. Uh, and my brother was, my brother had tried out the year before and didn't make it. And then he's more determined than me. And he was like, I'm going to go try out this year. And we were both in Arkansas and the tryouts were in Louisville, which is like nine hours away. And he was like, why don't you just come with me and try out that way of driving by myself? And 
So we drove, the tryouts were the next day when he asked me. And so we drove through the night without sleeping. We forgot about the time change. So when we got there, we had actually missed sign up. And my brother being the person that he is, I was definitely like, okay, we missed sign up, like whatever, we'll just go back home. <laughs> and my brother was like, uh, no, we are definitely drying out. And so he like made them open the sign up or conned them into it or charmed them, however you want to put it. I don't exactly know what he did. I walked away because I was feeling uncomfortable and he got us in and the rest is on a Wikipedia page somewhere. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so I'm glad that you mentioned Louisville. I wanted to ask. So that's very close to Cincinnati, which is yeah. where I grew up near. Did you by chance uh, <laughs> have a Kentucky hot brown while you were there? It's like a staple in the. It's a specific food offering that they serve there. What is a hot brown? Oh, okay. So whew, I don't know how to describe it. It's like um, <laughs> it's turkey. It's, it's going to sound gross when I describe it, but it's okay. like a hot dish, and so it's like. Turkey, a little like open facey. There's cheese, bacon, tomatoes, and it's just in this like it's really good. I, uh, <laughs> is it in like a dish? Yeah, yeah. It goes in the oven. They prep it. There's the first one is from a the Brown Hotel. That's who invented the dish allegedly. So that's why it's called the Hot Brown. So I was just curious because we actually no. I had had a Hot Brown in my life before, but I had one from the Brown Hotel just this year. Okay. So, I wanted to ask if that was something that you got to try. So, or Do they sell them at like the Kentucky Derby? Is that? I've never been to the Kentucky Derby. I did march oh, in the okay. parade in high, in high school. Um, <laughs> but I've never been to the actual Derby. It seems like something that would be really hard to sell at an event like that because of the way it's prepped. But yeah, okay. They might have like some weird take on it, you know? Right, if you're right. Gonna some do it, you should do the actual. Yeah, you should do like the actual hot brown though. If you ever get okay. back. Okay. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think I've tried that. You would remember, I think. Sounds like it. <laughs> so this is a question from a listener. It's from Monica who asked, do you think that Simon and Paula ever hooked up? <laughs> Great question. I don't know that, obviously. Uh, but if you're asking my opinion, I don't think so. Yeah. Interesting question, what... though. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> okay, so... We're like, I, I never felt like a chemistry in that way like mm -hmm. uh behind the scenes or anything like that but i don't know uh, that is the most interesting uh idol question i've gotten in a long time well that's so well, kudos monica, monica for that yeah kudos monica paul abdul is like somebody that i had a crush on as a child like when she yeah. was you know like the sing like the singer which is weird now because like i have cousins who are like younger and only know her from being on idol so right. I'd be like, no, no, no. Like she's like, she has albums. Like she, no, they're like, no, she's like a judge. And I'm like, you think that's not like a job. You don't, you don't, <laughs> I mean, it is, but like, you don't, you have to do stuff to qualify for that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably their most successful job. I mean, if, sure. if financially at least, but they didn't get the job because they tried out for it. Like they <laughs> right, all had right. careers. <laughs> right. I actually saw her in concert. Let's see. Just a couple years ago. Um, oh wow! She was she did like an open on like a New Kids on the Block tour uh, that my wife and I went to, and she looked amazing. Like she's, yeah, she was great. Love her. She's uh, she uh, she we got to like she choreographed one of our group uh, numbers mm -hmm. that we did, and so we got to spend a lot of time with her at, at that point. And she was so sweet, so great. We loved her. Okay, so you try out, you make it to Hollywood, you're put up in the house with other contestants, right? Like the mm -hmm. oh, American gosh, Idol Mansion. Yeah. I have questions, oh, yeah. so I have a lot of questions, but the question that I want to ask you, though, is that I've heard a lot or read a lot that, that the house is actually haunted. Do you, did you have anything weird like happen there that you can remember being like uh, a weird experience in the house that would make you make you believe it's haunted? I don't think so. It was a very interesting mansion experience. Like it was very nice and but it was very cold and very like it was just really big. I mean, yeah. I think square footage, it was like 40,000 square feet or something like that. Like that is not that's too big. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what do you do with all that space? So me and Adam were rooming together before we had gotten to that place, to the mansion. And I think we we kind of knew what they were trying to do with the mansion. It was their first like time doing that. And they wanted to make it into this real world, whatever, mm -hmm. and drum up some drama of some sort. And both of us were very kind of aware of that. And so we picked the like furthest room away from everybody. And it yeah. was like 
down a bunch of stairs, probably like under a pool. And it was just, it was like uh, just away from everything because neither one of us wanted to be a part of all those things. And so we, we found our own little spot. And, uh, so where we were was not haunted, but I feel like I have like vague memories of where other people were that maybe they thought it was, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Okay. But no, I was curious. I don't know. It wasn't, Um, it wasn't, uh, Maybe they were maybe it's nice ghosts. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Very rich ghosts, though. Yeah, absolutely. They've, they have a great taste. Mm. That, that ghost. Oh yeah. <laughs> Summer is finally in full swing. We've waited so long to be able to leave our quarantine bubbles and get out of the house. I just recently got my bike tuned, so I'm excited to take it out for a spin. But you know what I'm not excited about? Getting hangry while I'm out on the trail. As you head outside, don't forget to take Paps Jerky with you. Paps makes beef jerky and beef sticks to fuel your outdoor lifestyle. They come in unique original flavors like Pitmasters, Hot, and my personal favorite, Grippo's Barbecue. You know what they say, you could take the boy out of Cincinnati, but you can't take the Cincinnati out of the boy. And right now, Fast Friends listeners can receive 15% off their first order by entering promo code FASTFRIENDS15 at papsjerky.com. So save up, fuel up, and get outside. So I've, at the time that you were on, I was still watching the show, and, and I've been re-watching it today. Your performances, man, your range is incredible. Thank you. Honestly, because like, you know, and again, like watching things in succession, it's almost like binge watching Netflix. But to see like you go and do songs like Man in the Mirror to like apologize to like make you feel my love. Like these are all very different songs. Mm. And honestly, like it's I actually really enjoyed watching the performances like back to back to back versus like the span of half of a year or whatever the full season. Right. Because right. It's, it was what it was interesting to watch. Because the the one thing, and I guess if I have a point here, what I'm saying is that I feel like despite being thrown multiple styles, multiple challenges, you made them all your own and it just worked, you know, like you were very true to yourself. So like, I have a question about picking the songs though. So like when they give you a theme and you pick the song and then you figure out all the arrangements, like you said, you've done some music before, but like, what help did you have in that? Like who, who was involved in that? Minus the like celebrity mentors and stuff. So, I mean, the celebrity mentors weren't so much like helping me figure out an arrangement or anything like that. They were there for encouragement and maybe like a little things here and there. And it's just like fun for the week. I mean, it was super cool. I would say that my like biggest help. So each person had either one uh, vocal coach or another vocal coach. So, and they're like vocal coaches slash song arrangers and that sort of thing. So I had Michael Orland, who is just amazing. And also Dorian Holly, Michael Orland's an amazing ranger and also vocal coach. And Dorian Holly is just like a vibe coach and a vocal coach and a background singer. And he does backgrounds for Coldplay and James Taylor. Like he used to do backgrounds for Michael Jackson. Like he's just the coolest guy in the world. And so he was my team and I felt like they helped me out other than like other than Heartless. They helped me out quite a bit which is great. I do want to ask about Heartless. There was another yeah. listener question whose name um, I, for some reason, didn't capture, so I apologize. But since you um, brought it up, they wanted to know if you ever heard anything from Kanye on your version of Heartless. No, I never did. I know that he was asked about it on Ellen or something like that. That sounds that sounds right. This is a long time ago. Uh, but... And I think he hadn't heard it, which is hilarious because he had performed the song uh, not long before I did it on the show. And so I don't know, uh, but we didn't we never got to meet him. He he performed at a different time and it was pre-taped. And so but I just I love that whole album, 808 and Heart, 808 and Heartbreak. It's like just it's one of like it's a very iconic album to me. It's so good. Agree. It's it's honestly one of his best, uh, and, and just not even just his, but a great album. It's such a great album. Um, so now, okay, so obviously you go on, you win American Idol. Your life is probably <laughs> flipped upside down. I'm sure that's a whole separate podcast where like things just got crazy, and then like, but that's now a documentary is what <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a you need to sell it's the like rights a, to that. I really do. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, 
but like now, so looking now, it's been it's been a little over, t- uh, sh- I guess, ten years. Um, over ten years, you twelve you've gone on to twelve total. Okay, you've released I think five studio albums, if I'm counting correctly, including a Christmas album. Um, what? <laughs> How has your it's journey been though for you as an artist? Like going from the first album to like the stuff that you've most recently released, and then we'll get to the new singles here in a second too, because I want to ask about those. Yeah, I mean. I feel like I have been just learning um, on the job, like just for, since since after the show. I had never co-written a song with anybody, and then I'm immediately thrust into writing with the best co-writers and not feeling like I belong. Also, being in a, in like a real studio with like real studio musicians being like, I don't belong here. Yeah. It's just very, it's very interesting. Like there was no, like my arc, the arc of usually like working with people is like this. And mine was like, right. <laughs> it was like, right. but I'm actually really grateful for that. Like I, I learned a lot about what the music business is about, like recording. And then I think slowly I've learned how to like, okay, yes, you have like this general education over the past six years or whatever after the show like now let's slowly figure out what do you want to take from that and then let's put mostly yourself into it and so that's what i feel like the past five years or so six years has been that like i've really like just tried to become more and more myself and i've just learned i've learned a lot and i'm still learning I'm, I'm still learning how to do things i'm still inspired by making new music and so you talked about new singles or new making new music rather uh, you've released a couple of different singles over the past few months the most recent was safe harbor which i think was just a couple weeks ago i really love hallelujah for now i think that's a great song yeah wow, and then that means a lot um, man. thank you so much no, it's great. It's great. I know also like with COVID and like not being able to tour and stuff, like how, how has that been? Like, have you been focusing more on like the, the creating the song so that you can like kind of pick up and go when things are a little more, well, hopefully normal again? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been, I was supposed to go on tour uh, last year quite a bit. We had all, all these like shows planned and then obviously 2020 happened. So I kind of resigned myself to like, Hey, I'm just going to create for as long as I possibly can. And then I'm going to, I'm going to start releasing. I'm going to just going to release music because I want to, not because it's like the precursor to going out on the road or anything. And so that's kind of been the model right now. Like we've released three songs over the past three months and it's just me and another, another guy who I love and we love creating together. And we've just been the, everything that you hear is essentially us except for a couple things we've outsourced like drums. Neither one of us is like a real drummer. So we've outsourced some of that, maybe some piano stuff that we, you know, we just wanted somebody else's take on, but everything else is just us trying to figure things out in a room together. And I've never done anything like that before. It's always been, okay, you've got a week in a studio. We're going to make this album. So here you go. And uh, the time to be able to create has, has been, it's been awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed that. And so we've just been kind of holed up. I'm going to go there today. Like, like we've, and we've got another song coming out in a couple of weeks. And so we're just going to be like, we're just, this is the plan. Mm-hmm. At least for the um, foreseeable future. Yeah. What, uh, I know that, um, I know that you started a Patreon channel to sort of get stuff out there and in front of people and interact with fans, which um, I also signed up for. So, um, oh, yeah, thanks, I, man. there was a yeah, th- I think it's cool. Like I one of the things that I and I didn't want, get to watch it live, but like you did a studio live stream and it, and it is cool because I if it's the person that I think that you're talking about, it's like you're just literally playing stuff back, playing stuff back, saying like, this sounds good. I like this. I don't like this. It's cool to see that though. Like as somebody that listens to the final version to get to see all the stuff in between. Right. So I'm always so afraid of like letting people into that space because it is not because I am worried that worried to let people in because like, it's actually kind of boring. Like there's just (laughs) a lot of like, there's just a lot of minutia happening and I am always afraid to let people to see that. But I think, but I would love to see that from like, if the Beatles showed me that sure. I would, yeah. I'd watch that. I have watched yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think people are enjoying it. 
yeah, I, I thought it was very cool. So I think it's uh, it's a Thank you, you know in the internet and like page like all this stuff gives just like an unparalleled access, which is a blessing and a curse, I'm sure for everyone. One of my questions is, you said you had another song coming out in a couple of weeks. Was it the one that you did the live stream with, the More Than Ever song? Is that no, no? We're still we're still working on that song. This so this song is called Different Bridges, Same River. I might okay. have done some live streams before on this, but it's so it might be like down on the page. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, really excited about it. I think more than ever, I'm just gonna call it this. I think it sounds like a banger. So nice, dude. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah, um, it's it's one that like is it's definitely the most like a pop song in its composition. Like, hey, this is a pop song, which I haven't been writing a lot of those, but I'm really happy about it. We just have to find a way to like make it work and it's not, but we're still trying to, we're still trying to do it and yeah. we're, we're going to get there. I'm excited about it. Well, it's in going back to the range, the range that we mentioned earlier, right? Like that's been the interesting thing too, to listen to like the different albums over the years. It's like, you kind of just do a lot of, of different kinds of music and I think it's cool, right? That you're like trying and just doing stuff that you like. I think it's cool. I do. I mean, it's very like, like I had a cousin, I'm, uh, I have a cousin that lives in Denver and he came to a show and he came to one of my shows and he, I remember talking to him afterwards. He was like, if I was to tell people what kind of music you do, what would you say? And I'm like, I have no idea. He was like, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell anybody yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's a little all over the place. It's like, sometimes it's country. Sometimes it's R and B. Sometimes it's very pop. Sometimes it's like semi pop. Right. Sometimes it's like, you know, soul Sometimes it's state like I love I've gotten to the point where I'm just not afraid to like put all those influences into everything that I do. And maybe yeah. that's okay. Maybe it's like really detrimental. I have no idea. I think as long as you're proud to put your name on it, that's mm-hmm. all that matters at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I don't know. But you know, easy for me to say I'm not I the am. one paying your bills, but um <laughs> um cool. So one of the I have a couple more questions in this first round. The one of the things that I really, really love and admire about you um is like your dedication to being like philanthropic or like philanthropy. Mm. And so, you know, obviously like researching found things like mission trips and like obviously very devoted to music education. So what, what would you say makes that so important to you? Cause I think that's an element for people that get, that find success or become quote unquote famous. It, it seems to get lost for some people. Mm. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from uh, and it's not always a part of what I do, but it has been like, mm-hmm. like, and it's been, there are times when it's like really important and then something will happen. Like with the music education thing, I I remember when I first came off the show, they asked me, like my agent asked me like, hey, is there anything that you are really passionate about and want to put your time into? And I was like, I love music education. It was such a huge part of my growing up. I would love to make it, you know, I'd love to support that in whatever way that I can. And so we found a way to do that. And then that kind of fell off after the organization fell off. And then it was like, I just found my way into something else that like global genes or found my way into a couple years ago, found my way into really working with LLS, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it feels like a, a thing I should do. And I'm just like willing to, maybe I'm just not good at saying no. I don't know. When, <laughs> I, I really don't know what the problem is. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's, no, I think it's, it's you're right. I didn't even mean to say that. It's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. I, I like it. And it, it makes me, I think this job is so, I mean, you can tell I'm figuring out the answer to this as I'm talking to you. Um, but I think this job, what I do is so self-focused that it's nice to like not be for other, you know, for a while and for like, uh, for different times. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's an I answer. Think, well, I think like a lot of people when they have, so like myself, like I have a nine to five job that's very corporate. Right. Um, and I yeah. do stuff like this and stand up. Those are my creative outlets. Creative is your job. Like you're, a, yeah. you're an artist. So like, it's probably nice for you to be able to go do other things. Right. Like that, that takes because being creative is, um, it's a lot. It takes a lot out of you mentally, emotionally. Um, you it's, know. Very, it's very, it's like very draining. You, like, like you don't know. <laughs> no, it is. I have to be, I have to tell myself that. Like, I'm like, why am I so like frustrated today? It's, and it's because I was trying to write a song and nothing happened. Right. And 
and that's why I'm frustrated. Like, okay, well, you also are a dad. Like, yeah, don't don't like be frustrated with your kids because you're frustrated with your job. Yeah. Um. So my last question was actually it's a great segue to uh, you're obviously a dad of three. I love your kids' names, by the way. Um, Thanks, man. How has fatherhood changed you as a person? Hmm. I I think it's again like, uh, I it's made me more emotional. I definitely cry all, way more than I ever did, <laughs> uh, and it makes me like uh, realize how much of my dad I am, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally fine. My dad was a great dad. Um, my dad, my dad would just cry for no reason sometimes. Uh, and, or like he'd be talking to us and he's just so like filled with pride that he would be crying and I'd be like, dad, it's okay. Like I just hit a, I got a single today like at the baseball game. Like, you know, like he was, he was always just so proud. And then now I feel that, I feel that like sense of pride. And, uh, I've always wanted to be a dad like since I was young. And so I feel a lot of purpose in it and um, it feels very, like I just feel, feels very, very important to me to like, I try to work, I probably, I try to work on being a dad. Like, I don't know, has it, it's changed me so, so much. Um, it's also made me really tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, but yeah, I love it. I love it. My, my kids are the best and yeah it's great that's awesome what's um so we i know we talked about new music and stuff like that um what's coming up for you that people can keep an eye out for i would say uh be like constantly looking for new music like that's again what we're what we're planning on doing is just like putting out music as much as we possibly can um and then if uh the world lets us and this uh uh, virus lets us, then we've got shows coming up in the fall. So we'll be, we'll be in the Northeast area in November. And then me and David Cook are supposed to go to Europe in October. And, uh, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of the rest of the year. Awesome. Well, Chris, we'll move on to the second round of the interview then if you're still, if you're still up for it. Let's do it, man. So this is the five for five round as you amazingly guessed earlier it's named after the arby's deal that um fed our family many nights um and uh so what we'll do is uh we have five questions i have five questions for you you have five questions for me we'll ping pong back and forth um and you know we'll just go from there i'll let you start obviously because you are the guest so i have a i'm asking you a question yeah yep okay uh what's up with the cincinnati chili Oh, wait. So have you ever tried it? I mean, yes and maybe not. I feel like maybe I never haven't had like a a good one or something, but it yeah. just I have not been impressed, but every time I go there someone's like you got to try the chili. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you do. Um so here's what I'll say. It is um I think it's polarizing. I think people either love it or they there's not a lot of middle ground. Um, it's a love hate. Uh, if you grew up there, it is just part of your, like, that's the other 50% of my blood type is probably Skyline Chili. <laughs> so Skyline is one of the restaurants that offers the Cincinnati Chili. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, it's, um, you just, you just eat it from such a young age that it becomes part of your fabric. So like now when I go back okay. to Cincinnati, my wife and I, that's the first, before we see any family, we stop and get chili. That's the first stop. Absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah. So hmm. I would recommend. And there's not too much to the chili, though. No, it's more about like because the chili is really. I mean, yes, it's like central to most of the dishes, but it's like there are a lot of different ways to consume the chili. So you can consume it on spaghetti, um, and then topped with cheese, which is a. Th- it's called a three way. Or if you add onion Whoa. or bean, it's a four way. If you add both, it's a five way. You can put it on hot dogs, like a chili dog, coney dog, right. Um, yeah, it's, I can you know, see that. See if it's on the hot dog, like maybe I could see that, but like yeah. chili is very like, I need it to have a lot of substance to it and I need mm. it to have things inside of it. And yeah. so that's not this chili. It's not, it's not at all. It's more like a, mm. it's almost like a meat sauce kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. got a little hint of like 
I don't know exactly the ingredients, but it's definitely got a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay. And uh, my recommendation would be if you go back uh, or next time you're there would be to go to Skyline Chili, which is one of the biggest chains. Yeah. Um, there are definitely like smaller neighborhood places that you can find, but Skyline is very readily available. Um, I would get a four-way with onion. And then afterwards, you have to drink a Diet Mountain Dew or a Mountain Dew with it. It just brings out the flavor profile. Um, and then afterwards, you have to get a York peppermint patty at the register to cleanse your palate. Oh, I it's love a process. I love your peppermint patties. Yeah, they're so good. They're very underrated. Um, so good. But here's what I'll, here's the other thing I'll say. If you, I will definitely keep an eye for like when touring and stuff starts back up. And if you're in Cincinnati, I can take you to Skyline if you would be up for that. And like coach you through the process because i'm a I professional do. i need I, I need some i need some coaching because yeah it's uh, like i mean sometimes but i'm always i'm a little skeptical mostly of the of things like that though like yeah. you go somewhere and they're like you have to try the mm, i don't know the the lobster and you go yeah. to maine you try the lobster and it's like it was good right but was but, it like that different than the lobster that i had the other not that I'm eating yeah. lobster all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. I'm um, not eating lobster all the time. Believe <laughs> me. Um, yeah, I think Skyline, I think the other thing I'll say is I would assume you typically have a tour bus or no, some I mean, sort tour, of like, tour, van, bus. Okay, sometimes. well, that's why depends. I was making the distinction because if you have Skyline and it's your first time having it, the only thing I'm going to say is you don't want to be too far from a bathroom probably just okay. in case. That's good. If your system's not used to it. That's good to know. Yeah, it's a, it'll give you a little shock. It's like when I eat vegetables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. My first question for you is what is your go-to road trip snack when you're on tour? Snack? Yeah, mm. like if you stop, I don't know, at a gas, like a gas station, at, let's say. At a gas station. Yeah. I do. I, I try to be healthy. But if I'm going to a gas station, I'm usually not. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so I would say I would usually get like the cheap coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of what I would actually get. Hmm. I, I don't know. I really wow. don't know. I wish I, I, I like candy. I'm a, mm-hmm. I do have a sweet tooth, but I don't like candy bars mostly. So mm-hmm. I will get uh, like like a like Starburst or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, good pick, good pick. Yeah, I don't know how Starburst pair with coffee, but um, they don't. Know, it's, your, it's your world. Star, but I would say <laughs> that like if I'm maybe not on the road, but like if I'm with my dad. We will get like the Boston baked beans, and oh. we will like we will pop those things. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I do like okay. sunflower seeds. I like sunflower seeds. Do you mess with the flower, the flavored ones, or just like straight original salted? Straight, maybe ranch, but yeah. uh, but kind of just straight up. Yeah. No, that's great. Great answer. <laughs> All right, it's time for your uh, second question for me. Hmm. So, uh, what are these, what are all these pictures behind you? This looks like (laughs) you have like something that is, uh, like you really care about or all these things right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I care. Uh, so these are, this is the only room in the house that I'm allowed to put my stuff in. Um, Okay. So these are, uh, these are pieces of art and like, um, wrestling, uh, like professional wrestling action figures. So my first job out of college in college and then out of college was that I worked in professional wrestling as a writer. So I would like create characters, write storylines, write TV scripts. Um, and, uh, I've just been a fan my entire life. And, um, and so I still, still to this day. Uh, yeah. So this is like stuff that I've collected over the years. What you're seeing mostly is like art that I've purchased, like from galleries or like individual artists. Um, but I have like a ton of, figures they, like are they um uh yeah what i'm seeing is like is art is it like art of it's a little blurry but is it uh wrestling like pro oh, wrestlers yeah 
Yes, yeah. So there's like Hulk Hogan is there, The Rock. Oh, sweet. This wrestler named MJF, who is amazing. The Ultimate Warrior. I don't know who that Dude. is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a silly silly um, love that I've had my entire life, but I I still to this day like I watch it and love it and um, I get drawn into the dramatics and the theatrics and the athleticism. I love that. That will. Yeah. Uh, I have an, an my next question. Now I have it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, my second question for you is. I guess kind of related. Did you ever collect anything? And if so, what was it? And why did you collect it? Yeah, I collected. I haven't done a lot of collecting in my life. But when I was a kid, I collected uh, model cars. Some of the ones that you would make and I I like make them and paint them. Some of them are like really metal. I had like a I had a a lot of older cars, some newer cars. My dad was a uh, my dad worked on cars my whole life. And so up until like up until the end of high school, he always worked at car dealerships and so i don't know a lot about cars but i do mm-hmm. i had a ton of those things and i loved putting them together and like placing them in my uh, i had shelves and stuff that i would place them on and yeah that was kind of the that's kind of the only thing i ever really collected and i don't i don't have them anymore but mm-hmm. uh yeah do your parents still have them or are they or are they gone they're i don't think if they do they're hiding them somewhere so they're probably selling them uh, on ebay <laughs> maybe so i think at some point they probably all got broken uh yeah. in a move or something like that but uh but i loved it i loved like following the instructions and putting them together it's kind of like like teenage legos for me like sure it's just so fun yeah legos are amazing still oh so good cool it's all time right. for your third question okay uh this is a tough question okay maybe for me it would be Okay. Uh, WCW or WWF? Oh, yeah, sure. No, it, it won't take long. I was always WWF when I was growing okay. up. I don't know why. I can't like pinpoint it, but yeah. but I um I was always drawn to WWF. Now, I will say like when w, when the Monday Night Wars were going on, which was an amazing time for wrestling, and I think we're on the brink of a second wave of that with this promotion okay. called uh, AEW, which is anyway, <laughs> when the Monday Night Wars were happening, I would uh, watch both. So I would, but I would watch Raw WWF at the time so that they would get like the live ratings. And then I would like record. I know this probably doesn't even check out. I'm sure that it's still counted. I would record the <laughs> other one and watch it later. But yeah, it was, that was the best time for wrestling because you just never knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah. Everything was exciting, you know, but I was always WWF. I, I think because of my favorites were like Stone Cold Steve Austin and like Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. At that point, like my favorite now is probably I would say is Chris Jericho, but he wasn't like he wasn't used well in WCW. So he wasn't like a name yet. But then you had the NWO showing up. Yeah. But uh, I loved both. But if I had to pick, I would be a between those two. I would pick WWF for sure. Cool. They were both. They were both great. I think I watched WCW more than WWF, but Mm -hmm. I I knew what was happening in the WWF, though. Oh, yeah. It was a full time job to keep up at that point. (laughs) <laughs> you know, my third question for you is, is there a place that you're a regular customer? And if so, where is it? Mm-hmm. Place I'm a regular customer. There is a, I mean, we don't go a lot of, uh, we don't leave our town or like the little neighborhood very much. I would say that like, I'm probably the most regular at uh, this place called Star Bagel, which is down the street. It is like a bagel sandwich spot that does like lunch and stuff too. It's very chill and it's very easy and uh, rightfully priced. So, which is not always the case here in Nashville and it's just easy. So yeah, we go there quite a bit. Nice. Yeah. yeah you so gotta good. love finding those little gems in your, in your own neighborhood. Yeah. It's kind of like the neighborhood spot where everyone's like, yeah, everybody goes to Star Bagel. Yeah. And they've got nice. like a nice, they've got like a, place where you can sit outside and they play the same it's very just familiar and i think it's yeah. been in the, it's been in our neighborhood forever so it's not awesome. like crazy good or anything it's just <laughs> it's it's just it, it just is and so yeah. you're if you're around you go there i love it i love it okay chris it's time for your fourth question for me mm, question for you popeye's chicken sandwich delicious the best okay. one Hands cool. Down. All my questions Hands. are food questions. Apparently. No, it's fine. That's what I know. I would say yes. So you can get the spicy or the original, the classic. 
I would recommend the spicy if you're into spicy food. Love spicy. Ki- a little kick. The pickles are really great. Like a nice little like cooling to the spice. They also just released chicken nuggets two weeks ago that are hand breaded at the location. They're oh. amazing. Yeah, and you got to get their Whoa. ranch. The ranch is surprisingly good for a fast food chain. Okay. Because I would say okay. ranch is another thing that I really love and put a lot of scrutiny behind. And I I tried theirs begrudgingly when I got the chicken the chicken nuggets. I was like, yeah, sure, just throw ranch in there. And then I tried it when I got home, and I was like, I've been sleeping on Popeye's ranch this whole time. Okay. So so, every, so I haven't done the sandwich yet. And it's not without trying. Every time I go, there's one like down the street from us. And every time I go, they're like, we're out of sandwiches. And so I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just never going at the right times, I guess. Yeah, that's that's too bad. You've it's because I feel like they obviously them and Wendy's had this whole chicken war thing. And like all these yeah, other yeah. people have come to the table with like offerings. They're all imposters. I do I like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's, but I can't imagine it just like the the composition of the Popeye's one sounds just it just sounds better. Yeah, it is. It is the best one for sure. Yeah. Uh, my fourth question for you is probably going to be a hard question. <laughs> so if we need to come back to it, I can do that like and move okay. on to my fifth. If you had to pick one song from all of history that you wish you had written, mm-hmm. what song would you pick? This is going to be a, this is going to be weird. And, I, and the only thing, this is just like the first thing that came to mind. Okay. So I would probably say amazing grace. Like, mm. I don't care where you come from when you play that song. It just, it makes people feel, uh, peace. It like brings peace to the room mm-hmm. and that doesn't, that you don't have there are not many songs that have that power. I don't care what song, I don't care where you are. Like if someone's like, Hey, let's all sing amazing grace. And like everybody sings it. It's just like, Oh my gosh, that's feels. Yeah. It just changed. It changes everything and it changes the mood. It, it's a very special song. There's something about yeah. the melody, everything about it. It's, it's a perfect song. In our house, we would call that an unconventional banger. It's a very <laughs> unconventional banger. Yeah. yeah. That's we use that to describe like yeah. Are you familiar with yacht rock? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My wife loves yacht rock, and she'll be like, "This is such an unconventional banger," and I'm like, "It's not though." But Amazing Grace really is. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it brings people together. I feel like the other thing is my mom is gonna love this episode, honestly, because it's the first one where I don't think I've said the f word. She loves you because you're so like uh, lovable. I don't. That's a generic term. Moms my mom. This love is gonna me. be. Well, you do have good, like, mom's energy. Yeah. They do, yeah. And I don't mean that as a negative. No, it's okay. That's a compliment. Um, I appreciate it. Shout out to my mom. She's gonna. This is gonna be her favorite episode. She'll probably be listening on loop. So it's time for your fifth and final question for me. Uh, Feelings about Kenny. Kenny. So Kenny and I don't know each other that well. We started Mm. working together on this podcast. We have met in person, which is great given the fact that I launched this during COVID. We did have a chance in May to meet in person. Kenny has been really helpful for me getting the podcast off the ground. Like he's been helpful in like making equipment recommendations, platforms, things like that. The podcast wouldn't happen without Kenny, honestly. Okay. Okay. I have an amendment to to this question. Feelings about Kenny's legs. Kenny's legs. Hold on. I well, he's not on camera, so um, I feel like Kenny has decent legs. I yeah. That I think it's brave for him to sit like that. It's very brave for him to sit <laughs> on camera for people that and can't like see. That. Since we don't release video, Kenny is sitting with his legs. They are very crossed. crossed. They are very yeah. crossed. They are very crossed. I and also am probably just wearing shorts. Yeah. And he's wearing shorts. And I would say, you have great legs, Kenny. Yeah. Um, sweet. My that last question. That was a weird question. question. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's something that you don't know, but you're too embarrassed to ask? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to change the oil in my car. Mm, I but also don't know uh, how to do that. I, yeah, I've never done that before. So I don't know how to change the oil in my car. And I would definitely be too embarrassed to ask about that. Like my dad worked on cars my whole life. Yeah, my dad too. Cool. Well, thank you so much for playing five for five. It's uh, time for the last round, the fortune teller. So this is a um, paper fortune teller, like you mentioned, that we had had in elementary school. Um, and so in this scenario, I will use, I will ask you a series of questions to get to an activity. And then based on the activity, it'll be the last thing that we do. So it'll be either ask me anything, truth or dare, never have I ever, or two truths and a lie. 
depending on the selections that you make. I know. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So uh, also, I heard um, I heard the little back and forth about the Backstreet Boys and the same beats in the studio. Uh, the studio oh, stream, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. But my first question, I actually really like boy bands. Um, and so my first question is, if we're on a road trip and you have to pick the first boy band that we listen to on a playlist, do you pick Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, or One Direction? So uh, uh, explain the rules of the game again. So I just have to answer this question. Yeah, and then what, like basically based on your answer, we'll do this, right? Like to get to the oh, second gotcha. question and then the third question and then it'll flip up. The okay, gotcha. So I would say in sync. Okay, All right. And I'm I'm sh- uh, shuffling it away from the mic so it's not loud. Okay, so actually this is going to take us right to the reveal. So the second question then is: if we stop for fast food, we're stopping either at Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, or Arby's, and you get to pick. Arby's, easy. Arby's. Arby's easy. is. I love Arby's. They need to really sponsor this. So Arby's is truth or dare. <laughs> uh, truth so or dare. We get to put, so the good thing is, is you get to pick. You don't, you don't have to take a dare, but um, I do have a question or I have a dare, depending on which you which way you want to go. Okay. Do I have to pick now? You don't have the question. I'll pick. Uh, I'll pick truth. Okay. Okay. What's something that you've always wanted to do, but you've never had the guts to do it? Mm, never had the guts to do it. Mm, never had the guts to. The problem is, is like I don't want. Like I think of something like skydiving, and yeah, I don't have the guts to do that. But I also don't think I want to do that. Maybe guts is the wrong word. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I don't know. Like I've never. I don't have a good answer for you there. I wish I did. Yeah. You, you, it happens. That's an answer. This is the point now. This is like the end of the podcast, Chris. So this is the point where in the vein of Facebook, but not really, uh, if I, I'm sending you a, a friend request right now, like, would you accept it or delete it? Not really on Facebook, but like metaphorically. On the merits of our mutual loves for Arby's and Cracker Barrel, I would definitely accept. Awesome. Well, you know what? Um, Easy. I obviously... Yeah, I, that makes my day, quite honestly. I will absolutely still, the offer stands anytime you're in Cincinnati and you want some coaching on the chili also. So you just let me know and I will say the word and I will be there, my friend. It sounds like um, you should bring your mom too, though. Yeah, I will. You know what? I will. She would love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, tell the listeners here, like the people that are listening, where can they find you and follow you uh, and support you? Hopefully you don't know where I live, but uh, you can find me on Instagram and it's just at Chris underscore Allen and Spotify. If you listen, if you if you like to listen to music, uh, that's what I do. So go to any place that you like to listen to music. It's everywhere. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm not really on Facebook, other than I will shoot stuff from Instagram to Facebook. So I spend more time on the Instagrams. Yeah, Instagram is mo- it's you know it's definitely a little more enjoyable these days. I feel like. Well, if you're listening at home, we want to hear from you. If when Chris and I hang out, besides Skyline Chili, where um, when? what should we do as the first time as friends? When if you would if you guys could plan what we do, what would you plan for us? So you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. You can text the podcast to eight seven two two six seven two seven three five. When we do actually meet up, can we just eat little Debbie's and play Battleship or something, and maybe watch uh, like old WWF stuff? Absolutely. This sounds, I'm on my way right now, actually. (laughs) Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so glad that we are friends and I've had a blast hanging out with you today. Thanks, Logan. I really appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.